Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At-Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. We are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Hope you got some pep in your step, all that fun stuff. I'm trying to make Danny smile and laugh all at the same time, but it's... <laughs> He's he's being staunch right now. <laughs> there, I got him. I got him to laugh. All right, all right. It's so difficult. It's so difficult to make me laugh. You're a true, uh, you're a true professional, sir. You know, sometimes you gotta like, you know, wrench it out like a can of corn. I don't know. <laughs> One yeah, kernel long, at a time. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yes, it has. Uh, agreed. I uh, feel like. It's been uh, it's been a good day, but it yes, it has been very long. That's that is for sure. And it's starting to warm up. Hopefully, it's warming up in your area. You said that it's warming up where you're at, so mm-hmm. that's a good thing. It I was eighty five, eighty eighty five for like three or four days in a row last week. Yeah, and then you got snow and it snowed. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. I, I woke up. I think it was Saturday. Must have been Saturday. I got up Saturday morning, and it's so bright outside. And I'm thinking, well. Yeah, the sun's coming up earlier and earlier. Spring's here, so I open the curtains. No, it's it's a blanket of snow. It had to be at least two inches, oh and it was just gosh. beautiful. It was hilarious, and and of course, all of our bulbs that already started coming up, our garlic and our flowers and all that stuff. And everybody said, "This is unusual. It shouldn't get you know. We're not used to it getting this warm this early." Yeah. We had flood warnings like for three, four days in a row because, again, it's getting really hot and everything's melting suddenly instead of slowly. Right. But, yeah. We got back down in the cold weather, so we're, we're we're back where we need to be. It's almost 50 today. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw out west, like our our brother into the northwest. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're getting whacked with uh with snow out there and i was just like oh that does not sound like fun at yeah. all yeah they were getting they were getting it good and i was like oh gosh like it's one of the reasons i don't uh don't want to live out that way because i don't <laughs> I, I like snow but i don't like snow if you know what mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> i love snow <laughs> it's... You, you're and you're a unique gentleman then <laughs> that's very true but it, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we um we were at an art auction. And this isn't a thing we've ever oh. done before, but it was put on by the uh the GSA at uh, UWSP, so at the university, and it was um for the Trevor Project. Well, I don't I'm know sure what that is. You've heard of that? It's basically a nonprofit that works towards um really more the legislation and what have you, but it, it really works. It's for teen suicide uh, oh. prevention and okay. more specifically teens in the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay. Um, because the things that a lot of times legislation comes into place and it's just so damaging to these kids that they're, they're a big advocate and a big help. So a lot of the, artist at the school and artist in the area did like paintings and and one guy painted D minis actually which i bid on didn't get um <laughs> but just a lot of different artwork and art forms and knitting even and some you know just some very natural type stuff too and it's really cool because it was cool. all for you know the trevor project to try to get you know donations and what have you for them so um we our anniversary we went Saturday and our anniversary was Sunday. So we basically said, you know, for our anniversary, we're going to go and spend about $200. And, um, we, we didn't, which I'm glad. Um, but, uh, but we had it set, you know, we just didn't win the, the, the silent auction we went for, yeah. but I was, of course, met new people, met a really cool couple. Um, it's a, it's an interesting, you know, uh, uh, to find other very progressive, you know, like-minded people here in rural Wisconsin and the uh, the lady sent me a text or sent me a message. I think Monday, which is just after the snow, and it was whatever day it was after the snow. And, and she said, "You know, happy Monday." I saw a little bit of blue sky today, and I said, um, "Yeah, but it was beautiful this morning. The snow on everything. I love it. The stillness, just how everything's like, just coated and framed and and bordered by snow, and you can like even a chain link fence looks so very different when it's got snow blown onto it." And her response was, "Really? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the perspective of a southerner in the northern yeah, this lands. Is amazing. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I am very happy for you then." And I'm like, "Yeah, and and I'm happy for you. Spring is coming. I mean, it's obviously." It's just uh, just going to be another couple of weeks at the most, and all the <laughs> snow is gone again today. So you know, a day later, yeah, we don't think we do. It's just the best part of snow is pretty. The yeah. Streets weren't covered. It's it's great. <laughs> Way to bring new perspective into someone's life when they're just like, "This is a dreary day." <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love the stillness and the? I don't know. I can understand why you can't love snow. Why you can. Not love snow, I should say. You're just throwing snow curve balls at people. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my job. 
Well, that sounds like fun. Is uh so the Trevor Project is that a national um mm-hmm. nonprofit? Yep, yep. That's awesome. I'll make sure to put their uh, information in the show notes and for people to check that out because that's important. And uh, I mean, when we are coming to the end of April and uh, getting ready to jump into uh, to May, which is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So mm-hmm. quite poignant that uh, that, that would come up because uh, I feel like that's I feel like that's something that is always a conversation uh, within our organization. Um I feel like we've done a really good job of uh, creating a very safe space for people to be able to talk about what's going on with them and getting just support from other, other dads and, and uh, you know, the, the mental health uh, check-ins that, that you, you kicked off what almost two, was it two years ago almost now? Yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. Have been super helpful. I actually, actually went to my first one this past week. Uh, crazy that it took this long for me to do that but just no no not at all no it's 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 absolutely something that you don't a lot of people don't realize how much they need and we say it all the time you know as a dad as a man you need a mentor and a men's group true right we do say that yes and that's part of our our mantra for lack of a better term and a part of a support network a support group is being that men's group you know, yeah. but it's also something that you don't really go to until you need it. You know, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of guys that have been there since the very beginning and they're, they're, you know, they're quite regularly. And I mean, we talk to each other at least once a week and it's like the dad lounge in that way, yeah. because it's, it's a, this is our group. This is our community. But on the other side, a lot of times, I mean, honestly, a lot of times people just need to come in and just, just, just drop it all. <laughs> Just they they take a deep inhale and they just go and it's their kids and it's their, you know, their house, it's their, their partner, it's whatever it might be, but not having anybody to talk to Mm -hmm. is a real, well, one is one of the main reasons why we started this, but two, it's one of the biggest problems that we find when it comes to mental health. Yeah. And especially as an at-home dad, because you're so isolated. We've talked about it in the past, but I think everybody realizes that when when you when you you know partner up with somebody, you go from being single to being and being a couple. You lose a lot of friends. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. it just happens, and that's normal, and it's just part of you know part of the life. And then once you have kids, you lose more friends because right. again you have people that may be partnered up but don't have children yet, and you you really are living a different life. Yeah. And then that third thing for us is being an at-home dad. And once you've hit all three of those things as an at-home dad, you you find yourself, I think we've all found ourselves completely alone, you know, and you're just like, wow, okay. Uh, uh, so I'm going to have to see if I can get in one of the mom groups locally, and I'm going to see if I can do this or that. And um, fortunately, a lot of the guys do find the network and what yeah. have you, but it's that isolation that's so difficult. And bringing it back to May being Mental Health Awareness Month, isolation is one of the first steps for a lot of people to depression. Right. And that, again, is a time when you are benefited by having a dad's group, a men's group, a support network. Yeah. Where you can fall back on and just say, look, uh, I, I have an infant. I haven't slept in seven weeks. I don't know. And I'm covered in dirty diapers. And this is just the worst thing that I've ever experienced. And I love my child, but I really am 
even second guessing if I should have had a kid, you know? I feel um, like I'm in the fourth phase though. Like you're talking about there are three. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've moved into the fourth phase and there's, and there's a few other dads who I've connected with that are in that same spot where you're stepping, you're going from being a stay at home dad to now mm-hmm. having either a part-time or a full-time job and trying to juggle that with also just like everything else. And for me, like it's one of those things where it's like, you have to be very vocal with the, uh, with your spouse on Mm -hmm. where you are. And we've had Corey on here before and talked with her and and she's very supportive of the things that, that I do and, and that kind of thing. But that's not the case with all dads. And like I was, and I was talking with uh, a dad just recently, um, today actually who was texting me asking me about like hey uh how are you you know what are you doing with your kids for the summer um you know how does that look for your family that kind of thing and mm-hmm. um i was asking them like hey like, why are you asking me this i'm kind of curious and got into a whole conversation about the juggling of work and family and life and they were saying that their their uh their spouse um takes issue to when they go and do pursue the the thing that they they're trying to do on top of being an at-home dad and mm-hmm. you, you see this imbalance of support and it's like i don't you know it's like i'm i'm here to listen and sometimes i don't have anything to say back i just you know it's just sometimes people just need to get it off their chest or whatever but yeah um it's just one of those pieces to it is the fact that like there's a lot of conversation, just like a lot of conversation when you go into being an at-home dad, there's just as much, if not more conversation when you step out of that, step kind of out, but in that role, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm like straddling this fence, honestly, and Mm -hmm. it's, and it's, it's a picket fence. So sometimes (laughs) it's not a little pokey. Yeah. A little pokey. Um, and, and so there are times where it's like, you know, I'm doing all the same things that I did when I'm an at-home dad. Plus, I'm also mm-hmm. doing all these work things, and it can get a little frustrating uh, and just yeah. make things hard. And so, for me, like I just was like, I just had to be as vocal as possible with my wife about like these are the things that are going on. Like, we mm-hmm. got to change some things up, or I need you to know that like. I feel like I'm doing all the chores and all the kids stuff and I get it. Like you're busy too, but you know, we decided to move into this new Avenue where we're dual workers plus parents. And that's a whole new role because we haven't really been in that. And when we were in it, it was when the kids were little and now they're big and they, they're loud and they move around everywhere (laughs) much more than a baby. So, um, but it's, it's one of those deals where, I don't know. I, I feel like um, in the case of the person I was talking to, it was it's one of those deals where it's like you almost have to sit down and just be like, hey, spouse, like I know you're frustrated with the fact that I'm going to go do this thing during what you would consider to be family time. But mm-hmm. we decided that this is what's going on with our family. So I, I need to know right. that, you know, you're supporting me and that I don't need to feel guilty for going and doing this thing. That's also part of our 
our family life. Mm-hmm. That can be a difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like so many things that we do, whether it's the things that we talked about, but also like switching back to the next part of it, you know, from going to having kids. And can you imagine when you first have kids and then like one of your single friends comes up like, Hey, you want to go out and, you know, do whatever we would normally do like, three <laughs> years ago. And the idea of it, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, you know, I don't know, have some beers and play some golf or whatever. Right. Maybe, maybe you could do it. A lot of the stuff that you could do though, would be too demanding because you're tired and you got kids to take care of. You got so many things going on. And I think that's a big indicator too, for like you were talking for your situation when you've gone from being the at-home parent full time to looking to changing your, your venue up. Okay. So I'm going to get them in school and they'll be handling that. And then I'm going to go and do this thing that I want to do. And it's not only for you, it is for the family, you know, but moving back from a, having a full-time a parent at home full-time to having both parents working, like you said, communication is absolutely necessary. You've got to be able to one, be on the same page when you start out. Yeah. Most, most, especially as you're going along you know, a week later, a month later, six months later to be able to say, okay, this is not working like I thought it would. Right. Or to be able to tell your spouse, your partner, this isn't working like I thought it would, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I just figured you could do this and, and you would be doing all the dishes and I'm still doing the dishes, you know, whatever it might be, but that communication is so very valuable. Right. Oh, you're, yeah. And and that bears into your mental health, honestly, because mm-hmm. it will grind you into a powder if you either one, like sit on it and just keep bottling it up um, and mm-hmm. don't talk to anybody about it. And then it just explodes or you just hold animosity and like resentment towards your, your partner. And that doesn't help either. So definitely yeah. like, it's just, it, it it's not good like to to not talk it out and no one enjoys that it's not fun you know it's mm-hmm. honestly i'll just take it back to like it's you know iron sharpening iron <laughs> like let's just be honest like that's i mean you're you're both in a place where you know you're doing you're doing all these different things and yeah i mean you got to figure out a way to to make it to make it work and it's got to mm-hmm. be and it's got to be balanced because if it's imbalanced then you've got you know one person happy one person's happy one person's sad or maybe both people are sad and neither one of them wants to speak up and say anything about it and so the, they each think the other person is in a good place and it's just a complete mess and so yeah. y- you have to take that time to just to put it out there um, mm-hmm. that's how, that's kind of how, um, things were recently with me. Cause I was realizing that like, I'm, I was like in a place where I've enjoyed the dad lounge for the past three years. It's been great for me, but at the same time, like I'm also trying to figure out how to like hang out with the local dads here. Um, and so for myself, I was like, you know, like there's other guys that can do other thing, you know, they can take over you know, hosting the dad lounge and stuff. And, and one of those guys is Arvis. Um, Arvis has done a great job of basically taking on the mantle of the dad lounge and, and Philip Fry, like along with him has done 
an awesome job with it. And so I just was like, Hey, you guys, like if you got the, if you got the bandwidth for it, I'd love for you guys to just take it on. And, uh, so they, they're doing that, which is really cool. Um, which then opens up the ability for me to be able to have a little more flexibility in my schedule with some things. And, um, honestly, like they've done such a great job just promoting it to other guys with, (laughs) without, Mm -hmm any prompting and all like they're just so passionate about it and i and i love that's it yeah they love it and they just they just love talking about it so exactly so that's so just being able but being able to go to my wife and just be like hey like this is what's going to happen like i'm going to step away from this and i'm going to step into this and you know try to do a regular hangout with some of the local dads which she's trying to regularly hang out with um, one of her mom friends on a regular basis. So it kind of the give and take of it all. It's like, all right, you're getting a night out. I'm getting a night out. Mm-hmm. They're not work related because <laughs> we yeah. both have, because we both also have work related nights out as well um, with things, but just to have that time with friends is mm-hmm. so important. So, you know, that it's just one of those deals where it's like, if you don't speak up, nothing's going to change. Yeah. To be the, the communication again, is 100%. And I'll say that's a big reason too, for me that, uh, I started dad's got to talk. We started dad's got to talk and mm-hmm. have a regular, uh, support group is because a lot of times there are things that I want to say that my wife, my partner does not get. Mm-hmm. She wants to, she tries to, she wants to be understanding, <laughs> but realistically, I don't think anyone can understand this job unless they've done it. Yeah, you know, it, it, and not for like just a week or two. I mean, having a, a several months under your belt, really, you get to a point where you you would be, I think, considered a quote unquote professional, for lack of a better word. You know, you've committed to this and you've done it, and you felt it drain out so much of what what used to be your youth and life and energy, and being able to talk to somebody else and say, I mean, you don't even have to say much. Just say, man, my kids, mm. I, I. I, I told them not to, I don't know what, not to lick the dog and they just keep doing it. Just walk up to them and they, the dog licks them and they lick the dog on the face and the nose. And it's just so just, and little things like that, that one, you have to be a parent to understand, but two, more importantly, someone that stays home fairly regularly and is with the kids often enough that you get all of these weird little things that kids do. Right. And dad's got to talk is kind of set up with that vein of understanding that yeah we get it kids are kids are amazing incredible love my kids but it's relentless and it's honestly it's sometimes awful and it's heartbreaking and it's and it's mean and it's just so many other things that kids can bring to your life that you really don't know how to say to someone else who doesn't isn't hasn't been there yeah you know, and even if it's just for any type of mental health thing, whether it's just some little problems you have, like, I just have too many dirty dishes. I cannot stand all the dirty dishes. And you need someone to say that to, to people that really struggle to even get out of bed every day, you know, and this is a, a place where granted there's some things a therapist is way, way more a better choice for, but a lot of times we just need to sit with someone virtually in this case and just drop it all on them. And have them look at us and we know they mean it when they say, oh man, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really important. I feel for your, for your mental health. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I completely agree to that. 
Uh, I feel like that's been a space that many of us have been in, especially like, I have done 16 loads of laundry this uh, past two days. <laughs> right. And, uh, and still, I'm still going. I'm I've still cleaned going. nine, but I've only folded one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I folded all the laundry and then I looked in the mirror and went, crap. <laughs> I have laundry on me. <laughs> I've had folded stacks of laundry because I'll put it on the, the big coffee table in the living room so the kids can come and get it and take it to their drawers as they do it themselves that the kids just knock over accidentally uh, and i'm like come on or they go to yeah. pick them up especially the little kids and they're unfolding them hmm. don't pick it up one but no take the whole stack take the whole stack and just do whatever you need to do in your in your in your room in your dresser but don't dump these dirt these clean clothes all over the dirty floor you're giving me uh ptsd from being in a naval boot camp right now <laughs> oh i'm sure I was, I was the laundry po and uh you do Ooh. laundry for the entire uh division and oh my gosh like mm -hmm. it's a lot of laundry so and yeah. i got to the point where i would fold it for everybody as well so <laughs> yeah. just waste more time on having to do other things and Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get some people that like they bump into the the bed that it's all sitting on, and next thing you know, like all crashes over. You're like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, where is my sock with quarters in it right now? You're about to get it, dude." <laughs> right, I need a bar of soap and a oh my god, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <sighs> yeah, I I definitely feel that for sure. The other thing with mental health though, as well, is just like trying to find things to do to kind of give you that break and, and whatnot. And, uh, the thing with me is, and I'm, I'm excited cause it's warming up. Um, but I can do it inside as well, but my motivation is lacking on the part of doing it inside versus going outside and doing it. But for me, it's, uh, going out and bicycling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now that it's warm, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to do that more frequently. Actually, Corey, the other day, <laughs> she, she knew I needed to, uh, have a, a bit of a time away type of thing. And she knows that riding my bike is one of those things that I yearn to do. And so she had like my Jersey all set out on the, on my uh, office chair. And Sweet. I walked in and I'm like, like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I thought it was going to be nice today. So I sat this out here so that maybe you would go riding, but she's like, I see now that the weather is just total crap and that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, well, the sentiment was there. I appreciate right? that. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah. And she recognizes the need, which is fantastic. Right. <laughs> you know. So that <laughs> so that's one of those deals where it's like, all right, yeah, I I, I would have liked to have done that. Luckily it's gonna be warmer later this week. So we'll <laughs> see if mm -hmm. I can get out there at that point. It was like I had nothing else going on that day, so it would have been perfect. But yeah, I mean, so that's you know, getting getting out, getting active, getting back into something that maybe haven't done in a while those are all mm -hmm. definitely great ways to to break up things and help you know add some positivity into into your mental health mm -hmm. for sure get your vitamin d as yeah. well which is very very important it's it, it's really surprising the number of people that i've talked to that end up with issues and then then like yeah well then i went and had my doctor check it and yeah i was low on vitamin d like yeah yeah, especially in Wisconsin or in probably other states in the north, that's uh, just very, very dark a lot of the year. Yeah, and you you get that, like you said, the weather just kind of drains on you. So taking every opportunity to get out and move and do something preferably that you enjoy, you know, right. like for you, biking is like your thing. I'm not sure 
I can handle riding a bike right now. I don't think I've got the uh, the seat muscles. <laughs> it really, <laughs> it's I feel word. like if, it, it would it would hurt me. I feel like uh, it would be definitely a a a learning curve, so to speak. But, <laughs> but we've you know we got the kids' bikes out, and you can tell that it was nearly springtime because it was probably eight eight thirty, and the sun's starting to really go down. It's getting dark, and there's still kids running all over the neighborhood, screaming yep. at each other and stuff. Um, and that really springtime is, is, is of course that time of rebirth and everybody yeah. gets up and gets moved and starts doing all these new things. And a part of that for us is getting our kids out to do those things, which also means that we're going to need to get out there and do those things. Right. Especially for people with younger kids who, you know, if they're, if they're not in management like you and I, and they, you know, have to be with their kid all day and watch them and, you know, keep them from doing all the things, the ability to take them to anywhere you're going, whatever you want to do, take the kid. Now, some things aren't going to work out well, but like, if you want to go biking, I know so many dads that go biking with their kids Oh yeah, and they have a little trailer basket thing behind them, or actually the, the pedal helper that the little kid can actually help you pedal. Although yeah, I don't know if for the older, is. for the bigger kids. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's amazing how much you can do uh, with your kids. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, it starts right now. This is a great week to start that hobby, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, definitely the the carrier behind where, you know, you can, you know, here's some stuffies and here's some toys to play with and mm-hmm. whatnot. And it's like you get riding and next thing you know, you look back and they're conked out and you're like, all right, sweet. I can go another few miles. <laughs> this <Yep>. is great. <laughs> yeah. So And they love it more than we can. Oh, and sure. Just love that. Wow. Went out and did this and they don't have any preconceived notion about what bike rides are. Yeah. You know, they don't know they don't, if they like it or if they hate it, they don't have any idea. They're just going to go, I'm going to go out with dad mm-hmm. and boom, hopefully they love it and pick up the habit, you know? Yeah. So now you'll pass your bike down to them when you get another one. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, buddy. This is your new bike. Dad, it's your old bike. Yeah, but it's new to you. <laughs> See, I would be the smart aleck be like, it's no, it's not new to me because I seen it from behind for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a new seat. <laughs> well, I did want to talk a little bit tonight about with it being mental health awareness month. Um, hashtag break the stigma, by the way. Yeah. It's it's something that a lot of the larger organizations are uh, of course putting out whether it's like NAMI or even GSA we talked about earlier, but a lot of the organizations are making sure to make a point that this month they're talking about these things. And the reason why men's mental health is really big for a lot of these companies and organizations, I should say, is because of the suicide rate. And um, I don't want to get very deep into it, but the reality of it is, is that men are much more likely than any than women to end up ending their lives through suicide and it's a very real problem that we have um, in our in the world right now because of the the way we've taught men to not talk about their feelings to hold it in and hold it in and just just sit on it and eventually it breaks you right So, and I don't want to talk about it for too much because it is something that can trigger a lot of people. Um, And it is a subject that a lot of times people that aren't 
affected by it or involved in it don't really want to think about. But I do want to say that we do have the national hotline for it, 988, and to make sure that everybody's aware that that exists, just in case if you're at a spot where you, you know, you're thinking about harming yourself, call them, just make a call, just tell them what you're, what you're wanting to do and just talk. And it's amazing how helpful that can be, especially when you're at what would probably be the worst situation in your personal life in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I've been there, um, you know, in my, in my past. So, uh, and that number wasn't around at that time. So that mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah, I, I would say that, uh, I'm very happy that there's actually a much easier number and way to get in touch with people, uh, mm-hmm. to, to talk with somebody about it because it, it's not been easy. Uh, for for others and that's one of the reasons that we've lost so many honestly so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to finally get a a three-digit number that's uh easy to remember and uh easy to use so yeah hopefully people and take advantage of it before we finish up for the evening i do want to say just to relate some of my personal experience i do have a uh, semicolon tattooed on my arm and it's the only tattoo that i have and I was in my late 40s, I think, or or 50 even, before I got a tattoo because I never found anything I wanted to have on my body forever. But it's a semicolon because there's a, a kind of a national thing that a semicolon is where a writer starts a sentence and he could have stopped the sentence at that point, but decides to keep going, add more information, keep it going. And it's kind of like the story of people who, like myself, who have gotten to the point where they were about to end their life. And whatever reason it was, they decided to keep going. And the semicolon is a very powerful symbol for that for me. And again, it doesn't matter what the reason was. Um, the the reasons, I mean, it could be anything. Well, you know, I thought I should probably be wearing clown shoes today or something just completely out of the, it doesn't matter that you didn't do it is the biggest thing. And that's the thing that the semicolon reminds me of. Um, and that's why I had it tattooed where it's on my forearm where I see it more than anyone else. Yeah. No, um, just yeah. the awareness is there and that there's so much, so many better things you can do. So many options you can explore no matter how bad things are getting. Um, so take those options first yeah. and everything else. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a tattoo that uh, I've been putting off getting for myself. Honestly, um, I've, uh, I'm I'm at the point where um, I'm definitely ready to get it. It's more along the lines of just walking in and doing it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's one of the things that I've been uh, thinking about more over the past year, um, and I really want to be able to get so that one it helps remind me of where I've been and where I'm going. Uh, but at the same time too, like helps to let others know that they're not alone and mm-hmm. they're not the only one that have are going through and have gone through hard times. So, yeah. Um, and, and again, yeah. break the stigma, hashtag break the stigma. The mm-hmm. fact that people can't talk about it because of how they feel they will be judged or how they will be, how their words will be taken where and again, we're not going to talk about it here tonight, but I can talk about suicide without even flinching someone else's or my own. It's a part of who we are. 
and the right. fact that we can reach that point and it's so common for it to happen, we should make it just as open and common and accessible to be able to tell someone, yeah, I was thinking about thinking about this, thinking yeah. about hurting myself and thinking about, I think I don't need to be here anymore because if we make it to the point where people can talk about it and that's why, again, dad's got to talk. That's what we're there for. So you can yeah. go to a place, you can talk about it, and then you can process why you're feeling that way and how you're feeling and what you need to do with it and basically find an alternative to suicide. Yeah, definitely. Very important. Well, I think we'll be talking about this some more as the as the weeks go on too. I know I'd like to try to touch on some different uh, subjects within that. I thought it would be great too, maybe to get a couple of a uh, couple of other dads in to give them the opportunity to talk about it maybe a little bit as well mm-hmm. um, maybe a little round table type discussion and hopefully we can get together with a couple of the dads about our children's mental health yes because it is granted something we should all be talking about but it is something we are training our children every day how to act and react about their mental health and that's as being dads first that's more important even sometimes than our own mental health yeah in some ways so, oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Lots of big things for me. Not yeah. next week. Got little things next week. Yeah. No, little next week year or something. Some guy, I don't know. We met Joe. Yeah. Some guy. He's, he's a little obsessed with, with beer. That's for beer sure. And, and I think he's got a new job or something with the dad's move. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find uh, out. That guy. <laughs> he's always busy. It's always something. He was in like Joe. Belize. A couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, but, 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 I, I, I want to go to Belize so bad. Who is this? I don't know who is this guy really. International man of leisure, evidently. That that's what it is. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll uh, talk to him next week and and see how things are going. Uh, in the meantime, though, anybody who's listening to this, um, if there is something that you'd like to reach out to us about, you know, you want to talk about something that's going on, um, there is the uh, Dad Talks. Um, that you can get involved with. Um, you can also even just shoot us a message uh, and chat with us through, you know, through Instagram or through our email podcast at athomedad.org. Don't don't sit quietly. Um, speak out. Know that there are people that want to listen, and uh, you know we might not have an answer for you, but we have an ear for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and honestly, like that can be just as just as helpful. And then also to um, if you're at a place where you feel like, you know, you're going to either harm yourself or harm others, uh, then definitely uh, go and uh, call the number. 988. Uh, 988. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, call the number 988 to uh, to speak with somebody that can uh, uh, talk with you and see what else can be can be done to help you out. So in the U.S. only. And you sure say that. Yeah, that's, no, that's good. International, you have your own stuff. We'll uh, we'll stop there for the uh, for the episode and uh, we'll come back uh, next week and talk with you about uh, the beer share. So hope you all have a good one and talk to you later. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.